Hello, everybody. This is Ryan from Wolves and Wolves and Wolves and Wolves. Did I do five? Yeah. <laughs> I gotta get a beer. Hello, everybody. This is Ryan from Wolves and Wolves and Wolves and Wolves from North Carolina, and you're listening to Dying Scene Radio. How you doing? Bada boom! Greetings, comrades. Welcome to episode fucking 20 of Dying Scene Radio. I am your handsome host, Anarcho Punk. With me, as always, is your ugly host, Mr. Bobby Burns. Say hi to the wonderful listeners, Bobbert. Thanks, AP. Appreciate it. Hi, guys. Uh, I'm always here for you, buddy. Uh, as always, we're going to be playing some rad new music from new and emerging artists that you were probably too lazy to discover. And we're also going to be talking about some of the noteworthy scene news over the uh, last couple of weeks that you were probably too lazy to read. Uh, so... Let's just get down to brass tacks. Our opening song for this episode came all the way across the pond from the UK. That was our really good friends in the barracks. Name of the track was Ash, and that was off of their brand new four-track EP called Self Medicated, which I am presently doing on a regular basis. (laughs) (laughs) Aren't we all on a daily basis? We got to, man. I should have, we should have seen this coming and like invested in alcohol companies. I don't, I don't think anything on the stock market's doing well, but I would imagine alcohol companies are probably one of the few things that are doing okay. Yeah, I would imagine so. (laughs) So, uh, like I said, this was episode 20. I guess that's kind of a seminal moment yeah maybe but like it's it's more more like episode 25 or 30 with all the special episodes and stuff in between so yeah we don't count the albums of the year episode or uh when we used to go to festivals together in our early days when we weren't quarantined yeah oh man remember that one we went to the it's not dead fest in san bernardino where i almost died of heat stroke (laughs) that was a good one that was our (laughs) first one together yeah, I think so. Yeah. I shot like close to 40 bands that day in 108 degree weather. Yeah. Nope. It yeah, was no uh, shade. miserably hot. It was. Yeah. Uh, the memories. <laughs> uh, yeah. So episode 20, that's pretty good. Yeah. I think we've done a decent job. We're, we're living. We're, we're here. surviving. We did it. And uh, with the start of episode 20, we're going to start a little bit of a newer format. We kind of teased it last episode. or I don't even think we teased it. I think we just said we were going to start it. So um, the format's going to be very similar. Everything's just going to be a little truncated. So it's going to be uh, smaller bites. We hope to get out, I don't know, what, maybe one every two or three weeks. Yes. Uh, and we hope for it to be roughly around an hour probably a little bit more because we talk a lot yep especially bob yep he has to compensate i will try not to (laughs) what you been up to buddy oh wow um a lot of staying at home working around the house (laughs) i I Uh, think we're gonna have similar stories here yeah (laughs) i don't know the last time i talked to you but i got furloughed uh from my job about three weeks ago maybe uh four weeks ago and right. uh, with a date to come back of May 4th. And then today, which is the 20th, all of a sudden I got a, a call from someone at my company. So I uh, called them back and they're like, hey, good news. We're having a meeting tomorrow and uh, you're starting full time again, hmm. starting tomorrow nice. at 9 a.m. And so, Excellent. yeah. So on the one hand, I was like, sweet. On the other hand, I was like, I'm in the middle of 20 fucking projects and none of them are finished. God damn well, it. Were you not expecting this to end at some point? No, I was expecting it to end May 4th when they scheduled me to come back. So I had like oh, okay. two weeks to finish a bunch of projects. I'm, our, our dining room table is being sanded and painted and I'm 
you know, sanding things inside the house and caulking and spackling and painting and, you know, all that good stuff. So all that jazz. Um, all that stuff uh, went uh, out the window for right now. I got to finish up some projects hopefully this weekend so I can close it up. Been playing well, a lot that's of good at least. Yeah, been playing a lot of piano and uh, music. I got my drums set up, or I've had them set up uh, for a while now in, in bass and stuff. So I've got, you know, a lot of that going on, which has been fun. I've learned, uh, I learned AFI Morningstar on the piano, which is a <laughs> nice, pretty song from uh, The Art of Drowning. And um, yeah, I am also uh, launching or starting another podcast uh, this week. So, are you cheating on me, you son of a bitch? I'm cheating on you, but it's not a music podcast. It's more uh, about like politics and society Ugh. and uh, all that kind of jazz, all that stuff. All so, right. Well, good. <clears throat> it is. Um, and what is it called? It is called Wayward Weekly, and we've got four episodes recorded. It'll be once a week. It's an hour format. There's zero editing involved. So as soon as I'm done, all I do is export it, and that is that. It only nice. takes me an hour a week. Um, and so, yeah, we'll, we'll be launching that with uh, one of my friends that I grew up with in my hometown. He just finished up law school and took his bar exam, and he's got all the insight on... Uh, on that he was actually uh going to become a uh defendant for um like drug charges i think that's what he was planning on going into originally i have no idea what he's he's doing but he wanted to be uh someone who defends people who are charged with like possession of marijuana or okay. acid or shrooms or things like that um because those are types of things that he's passionate about and thinks is uh i don't know a little bit uh, over the top here in the United States. I know you mentioned last episode that you guys decriminalized, maybe it was two episodes ago, you guys decriminalized yeah. all level one or what do they call it? Level schedule one? one and schedule two drugs schedule are now one. decriminalized in Colorado. What's a schedule three drug? I say, yeah, like I think at that point you're starting to get like into like a whole bunch of prescriptions and shit that are like illegal if you don't have a prescription, you know. I, I mean, it's been a while since I've looked at the list. I remember they're really <clears throat> poorly categorized um, near the top. Yeah. Like marijuana was a schedule one, things sure. like that. So they've pretty um, but, much decriminalized everything except for Yeah, I mean, I think any any drugs that most people would take are going to be in the schedule one and two categories. Mm hmm so yeah so that's what he was going to do and he's got lots of insight into the law and that type of stuff so i don't know it's him and i have uh grown up always having a great time talking to each other and picking each other's brains he used to be a hardcore republican now he's not anything uh yeah and i used to be a hardcore democrat and he and now i'm not anything and so we uh i don't know have interesting things to talk about i think yeah. So check it out. Well, Wayward Weekly. Yeah. It'll launch this week sometime, and it'll be on all platforms that you listen to us on. Competing for traffic. Um, <laughs> it's I don't not like competing this. <laughs> at all. It is in no uh, way competition. Uh, no, I don't care. More podcasts, the better. Yes. So, um, anyways, <laughs> that's about all I have been up to. Yeah. Yeah. I'd imagine there hasn't been a ton going on. Well, uh, I feel like that is anybody. a ton. I don't know. I've made the most of this quarantine. It's been fun. I've well, been... and that's what I was going to say. I mean, if you had off for three weeks and you had so many projects that is like stressing you out a little bit now that you got to put them on hold, then that means that you at least, uh, made some good use out of it. Oh yeah. And, uh, and who knows? Yeah, I mean, you'll probably still get a little bit more time off than you're accustomed to. So maybe yeah. you can 
still catch up on the project. Well, there was a lot of fun things I did too, besides the projects, you know, like I said, playing piano, took up uh, Dungeons yeah. and Dragons again. I've been playing that okay. online on Friday nights with some friends. I haven't played that in 10, 15 years and yeah, um, I've been cool. playing some video games online with some friends and uh, yeah, that's yeah, I was going to say like um, Dungeons and Dragons is something you could play pretty well online if you had to get like a chat room going or something. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. what we do. Uh, me yeah. and uh, Dusty from Draining Endorphins and mm-hmm. uh, a few other of my friends we just video chat in through discord and then there's all these online websites that support like dungeons and dragons and the character sheets and the dice rolling and all that and wow really we just get drunk and make fun of each other so right okay yeah that's pretty much what it boils down to in a regular game anyway so Mm -hmm. it's good to see that it translates online so well yes (laughs) (laughs) what about you what have you been doing uh quarantined Uh, up in colorado i um I somehow found myself to be an essential employee, so I'm still working. Um, right. I get to work from home, so I really haven't left the house in like about a month. Uh, is it uh, just as easy to work from home or no? Uh, well, with things being slowed down overall, yeah, I can manage from home. Uh, normally, like a normal workload, I wouldn't. Um, I, I could work from home on occasion. Like when it snows here, I'll work from home Yeah, because I don't give a fuck about a job enough to risk my life for it. So you don't think Um, you'll be working from home more frequently once this is over? Well, I think they're going to close our office down because they realize that we're more productive than they thought they would be. Oh, really? That they thought we would be at home. So um, our office here in Denver is a lot smaller than the headquarters in L.A., which are the headquarters for the company I work for. It's like right in the middle of So does that mean you're moving back to L.A. or does that mean you're working from home in Colorado or does that mean you're looking for a new job? Uh, That means I'll, uh, I mean, I'm just going to keep working from home. It pays well. I, yeah. I don't like it at all, but if I can sit on my ass at home and kind of work my hours and take my check and leave it all behind, then whatever, that's fine. So you're permanently going to work from home? Uh, probably. I would say next year we'll probably be working uh, permanently Crazy, from home. crazy. So, yeah, so it's a little bit of a dry run for it now. Uh, it kind of sucks that I have nowhere to go. It sucks that I have no shows to shoot. Um, I've been binge spending a lot because, I mean, <laughs> I don't go out, so I have this extra camera gear okay. <laughs> all camera gear yeah i've got a i got a new got a new flash got a new lens i got a really cool fish eye lens i'm yeah. looking forward to shooting with that uh so i've just been spending way more money than i need to spend um <laughs> and then like we spoke about last episode doing a lot more mushrooms than i should be doing so <laughs> sitting so you at gotta, home quarantine yeah you gotta <laughs> occupy your time man you gotta <laughs> occupy your time and sometimes that means drugs ah uh, yeah. well, that's funny well if you ever get in trouble i know it's decriminalized i got a lawyer yeah for you. <laughs> yeah no it's fine here yeah mushrooms are actually i think fully legal now as long as you're not selling them so i never buy them yeah, that's um, Yeah, so I've just been sitting at home a lot. I, uh, every once in a while, will take the cats to the park or something like that, but very rarely. It's been pretty cold on and off, so yeah. if we catch a good day and it happens to fall on a weekend, we might go to the park. That's my treat now. Yeah. I used to get in the pit and drink beers and watch bands. Now... No. Cats at the park. My only release is cats in the park. Uh, well, we've had lots of good days here. You'd be jealous. It's going to be 85 on Friday. Yep. Yeah. So, um, thanks, Bob. That makes me feel good. No problem. Um, let's play some music. Do you want to play music? Let's. I do don't it. want to talk to you anymore. You're depressing <laughs> me. <laughs> 
Um, all right. Hey, look, hey, we gave Bossman Dave such a hard time last episode because he was slacking on giving us his picks that he sent um, an apology letter. He actually sent snail mail with a letter. And it really? had, I could see the teardrops on the letter. Wait, did he, he actually written. send you snail mail? Yes. No, I'm not shitting you. They were teardrop. You know, like when water uh, yeah. gets on a, a piece of paper, it gets kind of wilted and warped. It was like that. And I could see the tears on there. <laughs> um, he sprayed it with some perfume. Uh, he wears perfume, not cologne. Um, and he wanted to apologize profusely to both of us uh, because he felt like he neglected uh, his sons, even though I think I'm older than him. That is hilarious. Um, yes. Wait, so he legit seriously sent you snail mail. Why didn't he just send you an email? Um, at some point, you've got to realize I'm a sarcastic oh, asshole. All right. so. I asked you if he seriously did that, and you said yes. You're going to catch up one of these days, bud. Uh, One of these days. Anyways. Uh, So in his letter to me, his snail mail letter, he wrote uh, in his uh, solid gold lock of episode 20. So we're kind of back on track with Boss Man Dave now. I feel um, a little bit better about my life now that I have his guidance here. Uh, So we're going to start things off with our first block of music with Boss Man Dave's solid gold lock of the episode. This is Apathy Cycle with Premium Health Scare. County 
Melodic Hardcore Punks? I think they're Melodic Hardcore. Uh, that was Apathy Cycle with Premium Health Scare. Uh, that is from their brand new self-titled LP, which came out on April 24th. Bob kind of ruined the illusion earlier when he said it was the 20th. It's our recording date, but this won't be out by the 24th. So when you hear this, you'll say, oh, man, that just came out two days ago. Yeah. <laughs> A day ago. Um, so. Let's see. So do you think they wrote this song in response to COVID? I don't know. I mean, if, it, if it's on an album that's due out in four days, yeah, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't see why not. But it's also, I think, a little bit more about the uh, healthcare system. Yeah, too, so. well, yes, but I don't know. Just kind the... of hand in hand. So I, it could be, you know, maybe they uh, had it semi-planned before it and then... Old COVID came along and kind of amped up the... <laughs> and it worked out. Well... Yeah, maybe. Solid gold pick, Dave. That was great. Um, Way to go, boss man, Dave. Did, did Dave update you uh, at all on the website or no? Uh, in as much as he said he's still working on it. Okay. So... So... It's still a thing that is being. He made a on. post on Facebook saying, "Hey, does anybody anybody out there know how to do this?" And we got a couple of responses. Uh, I reckon he followed up with them, and somebody's working on it. All, All right. right, cool. I don't know. It's a pain in the ass. So until then, we are the voice of dying. See, <laughs> so I can say things like, "Send all of your money to Anarcho Punk." Ah, uh, that would be great. And then you can split it with me. Yeah, that'll happen. Checks in the mail, Bob. Uh, all right, let's move things along. Uh, you said last episode that you wanted to hear some more picks from our number one fan, Spike. Yes, I did. He heard your plea, and he sent an email with a whole bunch of new picks. This is one of them. This is Drain with Sick One. <laughs> From Santa Cruz, California, that was Hardcore Outfit Drain with the new single, Sick One. Um, I love bands from Santa Cruz because I get to say, go banana slugs. (laughs) So, like I said earlier, this one was sent in by our number one fan, Spike. Uh, He said in the email that he likes this song because it makes him wish that he could start every morning of his life by kicking down a door and yelling, I'll show you how it feels in someone's face. <laughs> that's hilarious. That's, uh, kind of, that's kind of aggressive for, for a Canadian dude. That I'll is, show you how it feels. Just he, grabbing some random dude? I mean, he might apologize afterwards. Oh, I'm sorry about that. Sorry about that. I'll show you how it feels. Yeah. So, uh, 58 seconds of pure rage, he said. Yeah, that's that, the one he wanted. Uh, he wanted us to play, and was, I agree with him. It was good. It was a sick one. It was nice. It was quick. It was hard, and it leaves you wanting more. 
Uh, I definitely, I, I want to kick my door down and yell that in someone's face when <laughs> I wake up in the morning, but it's just me pretty much. I don't think I would want to scream that in my wife's face. Yeah, no, you, that wouldn't so, go over Maybe well. not. No. Mm. No. Um, yeah, so, Bob, this one's, uh, next one's yours. You sent this one in. You know more about this one than I. I was asking questions beforehand, so I'm going to let you intro this one. All right. So this one is off of Emo Goes Ska from Scott Toon Network. It's called Came Out Swinging.
That was Come Out Swinging from Skatoon Network, uh, which Bob and I did finally decide is a one-man band. Uh, his name is Jeremy Hunter from Scaville, Florida. Bob. Yes. I think um, I think if I was going to live in Florida, it would have to be Scottsdale. I don't think I could stomach anywhere else in Florida. That place is too fucking nuts for me. That's funny. I've been watching lots of Dexter uh, recently, and yeah, it doesn't oh, seem God, like anything great comes out of Florida. Uh, well, apparently they're very stacked with serial killers. Apparently, but Scottoon Network comes out of Florida, so there's one good thing. That's true from Scottsdale. I wonder where that is. It sounds like it's probably inland. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's probably <laughs> inland. Um, all right. So that was off of Skago's Emo Volume 1, which was just released, I don't know, earlier this month. I'm bad with days. Don't ask me when. Um, and uh, it is all cover songs, and it is only by Skatoon Network. So there are no other bands on there except for his ba- one-man band. And he has guest vocals appear on a few songs. And if you guys don't know Skatoon Network, I mean, he has done one-man band songs um, for the past, I don't know, five years, probably longer than that. And I didn't know. Yeah, and um, I've I've caught a bunch of his videos starting probably like two or three years ago. I um, found him and got into him, and um, he covers, you know, different cartoons and theme songs to like Mario, and um, he just does a, a bunch of different stuff, and so this was really fun. Another one of the songs I really liked on here was the Paramore song. Um, yeah, which is <laughs> I like, listen to that one. Yeah, I I don't ever listen to Paramore, but I'm like, oh, I kind of know this song, and then I was just like, yeah. dude, this version of it is really good. It's, it's way better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, and even this version. So this uh, is a cover of the Wonder Years uh, came out swinging, which I really liked this album when it came out. Uh, it was Greatest Generation. Maybe it came out in 2011 or 2013, um, and it was one of my favorite albums back then for a while, about a year. And uh, and then I heard this version. I was like, dude, this. This is like, I feel like this song was meant to be played like this, like with the fast punk beat <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, and like yeah, the ska yeah. breakdowns and stuff. So he does a really, really great job. Um, if you're a fan of ska music like we are and, and you like some emo songs or you like a lot of emo songs or whatever, uh, even if you don't like emo songs at all, it's ska and you might find yourself enjoying some of this. Right. So, yes, um, I did. Yeah, some other uh, notable bands on there are like uh, My Chemical Romance and uh, Blink-182 and Green Day and uh, Joyce Manor, uh, Pop. Um, he released uh, one of the songs from Pop on there. And uh, anyways, so yeah, if you like any of that stuff, check this out. It's a really fun album. I listened to it probably three times this week already. And it's only Tuesday. No, what is it, Monday? <laughs> I don't know what fucking day it's it is. It's only Monday. <laughs> it's only Monday. So over the weekend, look, quarantine. <laughs> I have no idea when it is. I think uh, some point last no week, way. Sarah and I could not figure out the day of the week for the life I of bet. us. And no one wanted to look at their phone. I'm like, don't look, don't look. Like, we <laughs> yeah, have use to your figure fucking out. brain. <laughs> yes. It's not the weekend. We know that. Yeah, You've been yeah. working. How many days have you been working? <laughs> yeah. If you don't use it, man, that thing turns to mush. Well, use it every once in a while. It's not that we're not using it. It's just there's no reason to keep track of the days. So. Uh, yeah. Well, hopefully that changes for you here soon, buddy. Um, hey, you want to do the news? Yeah, we, we already started the news, I guess. So let's officially... Uh, not really. St- All right. Let's officially start the news. Hey, news. 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 news.
Bob. Yes. Happy 420, buddy. Oh, shit. I kind of forgot about that. Yeah. Happy 420 to you, too. I'd get high right now, but you probably don't want that to happen because I don't know how well the rest of this podcast would go. Well, I just took a big old rip for you. So Thank you. Thank you. Um, I figure that's probably the best way to start the day. Of course, when the listeners hear this. Yeah. No, I'll well partake past, uh, afterwards. And I'm sure the listeners will partake with this uh, in memory of yeah. the recently passed 420. <laughs> You're going <laughs> to have to. This is the 420 show. All right. News. Uh, the D Composers, which is comprised of Fat Mike's production team, have released an album uh, called Chabad Religion. Chabad Religion. Chabad Religion? <laughs> Chabad Religion. The album is a collection of hymns sung in Hebrew with Yodam Ben Horin of Useless ID on vocals. Shabbat Religion is out via Fat Records, of course, um, and they have a video out and an album, and I'm sure it's probably pretty uh, amusing for Jewish people. I don't know. I don't know a lot about um, the Jewish culture. I have a few Jewish friends, but they're not... Um, the most religious and then i have one friend that's uber religious uh and and almost orthodox um but of course we don't like hang out and go to shows so sure <laughs> but you could send him this album and maybe in the future you would go to a show to go oh no yeah no he's um he likes some of the music i've already turned him on to like propaganda he likes anti-sheeple movement okay uh folk punk out of east la yeah uh just kind of randomly he thought uh the the button was cool and i said well listen to the band and he thought they were cool so now he's he's a fan yeah um yeah it's my buddy cliff cliff i love you bud uh, yeah, so Decomposers, if you're Jewish, even if you're not Jewish, check it out. Um, Fat Mike's been doing uh, silly stuff like this uh, a lot, especially, um, I guess, religious-themed, Jewish religious-themed things uh, a lot lately. And this is uh, just one of them. So uh, the album, then, is it all bad religion songs, or is it just punk songs in general? Well, see... Now, here's the part where I tell you, Bob, if you were listening, you would have heard where I said the album is a collection of hymns sung in Hebrew with Yodam Ben Horan of Useless ID on vocals. Yes, but it's a collection of songs. What songs? Is a it a collection of hymns? Hymns? Oh, meaning sung in Hebrew. Meaning like religious songs? Yes. I don't I don't know. I'm not, you know, oh. Hebrew. <laughs> yeah, well, and neither am I. So, uh, but yes, I would imagine these are all traditional Hebrew songs mm. because they have names like that. I don't even want to try and pronounce here, but they look like they're like one of them looks here. I can probably pronounce this one. Uh, the tenth track is Osa Shalom. Okay, so, all right. I have no idea. So, so yes, uh, I believe they're all uh, religious Hebrew hymns. That are sung uh, in punk time, of course, and screaming and loud and abrasive. Because why not? Has to be. It's yeah. better, right? Like you were saying. Yep. Cool. The what'd you say? Paramore was better with Scott. Yes. Decomposers. Yes. Uh, ancient Hebrew hymns are better sung in punk. Uh, staying on topic here, Fat Mike of No Effects um, uh, released the uh, decline. Live at Red Rocks. 
which uh, they played, I think it was Sabroso Festival? Uh-huh. I think it was Sabroso Festival that they played that at, um, which I attended. I was going to say you were at that one, weren't you? Yeah, yeah. It, um... It was a good show. I actually left uh, right around the time that they were starting the decline. Oh, because Jesus. I, we heard it on the way down. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I had been there all day. I had been running up and down the stairs all day at that show. Uh, and running up, up and down the rocks. And I don't know. It was pretty, it was pretty hot. 95, 96 degree weather. Uh, I think they have like an escalator or something there, man. Well, I mean, most people aren't running. Like, my party was sitting about halfway up the rocks, and I was running down to shoot every set. So Sure, but what if you're, like, front row, and then you just get fucking hammered? (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's always a possibility. (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, no, if you haven't been to Red Rocks, it's it's a little bit of a hike up there. So uh, you also have to hike back down. Yeah. So you always kind of have to build that into your trip, uh, and I was starting to get worn out. So we listened to it bouncing off the rocks as we walked back to the car, and I was very glad that they decided to release it because now I can watch it without feeling too guilty. Yeah, and they had a uh, orchestra behind them for this, right? Correct. Yep, uh, it was Baz's orchestra, and I don't know if you've seen him, um, but you know most uh, conductors are pretty low key. He jumps around off of speakers and stuff and gets a little crazy and he plays the xylophone in the song so uh, he's very interactive um and it really brings kind of like a another level uh to the song having uh him there it's almost like another level of performance yeah interesting i was reading uh some of the comments about the video and i heard some people say that it sounds like um they dubbed over some parts with like vocals and sound effects and stuff like that i was curious like what are your thoughts on that so and and someone commented yeah um i remember when uh, blink 182's live album came out that like tom DeLong can't hit half of those notes worth shit live and but the you know on the recorded album it sounds good and strung out live in a dive uh that that jason has a really hard time singing those notes live but then you listen to their live in a dive and it vocally sounds really good what are your thoughts about bands putting out live albums and then dubbing over it if this is indeed what they did i and i don't know um i've seen no effects enough to know that like i don't think they really need it uh-huh. um because he does a pretty good job yeah like it sounds like the album most yeah. of the times so yeah. when you're listening every once in a while he gets um a little a little bit tipsy and it sounds different yeah but i mean it's not like a matter of uh them him not being able to perform i think like vocally um so i don't i don't think so i mean i don't think they did but even if they did um i would say i don't normally care but i would probably have to hold you to task if you're recording it at red rocks because they've got like the highest tech of all equipment and recording yeah. and it, the best acoustics yeah. and everything. So yeah, if you're going to do a live and a dive, I get it. The acoustics aren't going to be great. It's probably going to be, you know, you're probably going to be, I don't know, like stuck in the back of a really crowded room. Yeah. This is like an amphitheater with a really nice recording booth. So I don't think there's really much reason for it. Interesting. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I I don't know. My my initial thought is I want to shit on the idea of doing that because <laughs> I feel like you then are trying to deceive people that you are better than you actually are or that you sound better than you actually are. But then at this and, and like I don't like that idea. Um, even though that's what you do on an album, everybody knows that's what you do on an album. Um, however, 
I don't like live albums anyways. So on the other right. hand, I'm like, what the fuck do I care? Because I'm not the one listening to this. But it, I, I was going to say it. Yeah. Uh, but, it, but it's still about the ethos. Like, it's still like there are bands I, you know, don't like because of certain things. Like when Mike, um, remember when Mike like hit that guy on stage a few years ago? Kicked him, yeah. Kicked him, kicked him. I don't yeah. like that Mike apologized. Like, that's part of band ethos. And I'm like, dude, it's a fucking punk show. The guy got on stage. Like, some people are like, oh, that's fucked up that he hit him, this and that. I don't like that Mike apologized. And I don't like the whole charade Mike did with, like, letting him come step on his foot with a boot or kick him with a boot or whatever the fuck that was. And then to take the boot off. I don't know. I thought that whole thing was stupid. And it, I, like, I don't know. I just... There are certain things about bands that affect the way I perceive them. And yeah, and so that. that is one of those things. But again, on the other hand, I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, I was just curious to your thoughts. Yeah. No, and and No Effects is one of those bands that's it, you really, it, it's you love them or you hate them. There's, I guess there's some people that are kind of ambivalent about them, but... For the most part, I'd say they're a little bit polarizing. Well, the thing is, is I love the idea of no effects. I don't like their music that much other than the nostalgia, like old songs that I had from compilations or certain albums that I listened to over and over. As an adult, I'm like, meh, I can do without it. But I like the idea of no effects. I like all the stuff that they put out outside of it, like the uh, backstage pass or whatever, that whole documentary series they did. I love it. The book that they did, I love it. I love fat records in general. Like the whole idea of no effects, like... It just fascinates me, and I'm in love with that idea. But that was a thing that like took something away from it. So anyway, yeah, sure, I could see that. Um, it didn't affect me the same way. I still feel yeah. the same about them. Yeah, and I like them. I mean, I don't think they're like the greatest band in the world, obviously. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's fucking no effects. You don't <laughs> like them? Don't fucking listen to them. Don't sit there and bitch about it. Hey, well, I'm not saying I don't like them. I was just curious. No, I wasn't that. saying you. I'm saying the people that bitch about them. You gotcha. don't mind them that much. You're okay. I just no, hate I'll, the people that fact, get on. In fact, I even and, will turn them on and look for certain songs yeah. that I really, really like. So, yeah, We've definitely listened to plenty of no effects together. So, mm-hmm. um, Yeah, no, it's just the people that like dump on them unnecessarily. I yeah. get it. If you don't like them, just don't uh, move along with your life. Yes. You know? Yeah. There's more important things to do. Let's move along uh, with our life. Move along with our life. Uh, yes, so Burger Records has announced a seven-volume collection of unreleased tracks. It's called Quarantunes, Songs from Self-Isolation. Uh, it's over 140 tracks, which I think is uh, pretty mind-blowing, <laughs> yeah. especially unreleased tracks. Yeah. Like, how, I, I get like 140 track compilation but unreleased tracks yeah that seems like a lot um so uh yeah if you're into bands like the zeros the zeros uh tenement rats street walking cheetahs uh expats the lemons and obviously a hundred or so more, uh, then you probably want to get over and check that out. It's probably everywhere you stream. I know it's on Bandcamp. Are they releasing um, them all at once? Do you know? Or I think they're doing. Um, I, I, I'm sure they're going to try and trickle them out. Some. I think it's uh, volume one is out okay. now. 
Um, uh, so the record label stated that all funds from sales of individual tracks and compilation volumes will go directly to the artists. Furthermore, Burger Records will be covering all fees associated with posting and selling the music to maximize the amount artists make. So Aww. definitely a good cause there. You yeah. know, I'm sure um, out of a hundred and so bands, you're going to be able to find something there that you yeah. like. And it's for a really good cause. Um, I'm uh, one of the people that's lucky enough to be an essential employee. <laughs> lucky enough. Um, so I haven't really had too much of an impact uh, with all of this. I've been able to work from home. My life isn't in danger. So yeah. I'm one of the pretty lucky ones. Uh, when I got my um, welfare check, I spent it from like totally on um, like trying to help in the community. I guess not totally. I mean, I spent as much as I could. Uh, I asked people like, hey, send me your merch links. Let me buy a T-shirt. Let me buy some vinyl. So that's what I've been doing with my my welfare check from Comrade Donnie. <laughs> um, and I think that everybody should at least contribute something if you're able to. You know, obviously not well, everybody yeah. is able to. It's um, a stimulus check. So if you check, do have you, the means. You do with it as you please, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, um, obviously you do with whatever you want. But if you're into music and you're into the punk scene, these are the kind of things that you can do. Um, buy music directly from the bands. Don't buy it through, you know, if you can avoid even going through Bandcamp. But they're doing another, uh, Bandcamp's doing another thing where they're doing all of the fees are waived and they're giving money straight to the artists. Uh, I think it's on May 1st. Oh, cool. So if, it, if this airs before, then make sure you check that out. Any merch sales and everything, 100% goes to the artist. Yeah. So make sure that you kind of look for things like these that uh, look for labels like these that are are going out of their way to kind of re-siphon that money directly to the artist because they're the ones that need it right now. So um, I'm sure everybody's uh, feeling it, but artists especially because everybody thinks they're non-essential. But try being locked in quarantine for a month without some kind of art or yeah. movies or music. So um, yeah. So definitely check out Burger Records Presents Quarantunes, Songs from Self-Isolation. Drop as much dough as you can. I know I'm going to, and I know Bob's going to. Mm -hmm. So bully that. Uh, to go along uh, with that really quick, um, I saw that uh, Wiretap Records is having some type of quarantine sale where I think it was like five records for 35 bucks or something like that. So that might be another. Uh, with shipping and uh, all in it's five records $36 mine shipped today oh nice you got one already uh yeah yeah I went ahead and bought my package oh, uh, yeah. so yeah what'd you buy go um well it's random it's a random pull oh is it okay I didn't know yeah. it was a random pull yeah, but I mean, it's Rob. He knows what I like. He'll put stuff in there. <laughs> I know. I'm or like, he might just, <laughs> I wonder if I was I could... going to say he might just fill it with shit he wants me to play on the <laughs> podcast. I wonder if I could text him and be like, I already have these, Rob. Do not send them. Well, yeah, I think there wasn't much. I think I might have had one or two. I just started kind of getting into vinyl. Again. Oh, okay. I mean, I was around for the first yeah. vinyl wave. So I think I have um, like four or five wiretap records already. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, I'm about to have five, too, fool. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, but yeah, no, to your point, there's a ton of things like that going on right now. And, and um, Rob's, I'm sure, giving money to you know his artists where he can. Wiretap's been doing a lot of online stuff. Um, they're doing kind of like an online festival every Thursday or Friday. Um, where, you know, three or four wiretap artists get on and yeah. play a set. Yeah. Um, I just watched um, Decent Criminal the other night. Oh, I nice. watched uh, Wolves and Wolves and Wolves and Wolves 
the other night. So Which is it, the it shirt is nice. you're repping right now, by the way. It is right now. <laughs> I was going to say something earlier. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so, I mean, you, it, it, it's easy to get fucking bummed out, but look for something. Trust me, I get bummed out. Uh, but look for something. Find something. And uh, our next story is actually something that I'm looking forward to because I haven't checked it out yet. And neither is Bob, because I asked him before. Henry Rollins launched a new four-hour music show. It's available digitally on KCRW, and it's called The Cool Quarantine. Uh, It's described as a long-form, digital-only music show hosted by Mr. Rollins. And it features personal stories, uh, some of his favorite songs, um, more like deep cut songs, bootlegs, full albums, EPs, just pretty much whatever he wants to listen to. Yeah. uh, Which is uh, pretty fucking cool. You get some insight into Henry Rollins uh, while you're locked up. I I don't think that's a bad thing. I would definitely be interested in in, uh, watching that or listening to that. That's another thing. Like Henry Rollins, I was never really into Black Flag. Um, Mm -hmm. But, or Rollins, man. But um, I like him, and I like the idea of, of him and the types of things that he does. I've listened to his podcast quite a few times, uh, Henry and Heidi. Um, and I listened to him on Joe Rogan, and he talked about how uh, he's just got a room full of vinyl records, like that he makes you know multiple purchases of vinyl records a week, every week. Uh, and so I would imagine that he has tons and tons of deep cuts of just random music that's really good that you would probably never come across in a million years unless you exposed yourself to something like that. Um, You know, so, uh, which is like kind of the idea of this show, right? It's about exposing people to things that they probably wouldn't find otherwise. And so, if you're a fan of this, I'm sure you'd be a huge fan of uh, the Henry Rollins show. So you said it's on KCRW? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And And I was going to say, if people here do like it i'd please write in because the only person that has ever been a fan of me exposing anything to him has been my wife so if there's people out there that do want me to expose things to them i'd like to know you can hit us up at dying scene radio at dying and he will expose music and music only to you oh well yeah and news yes and news but music related <laughs> news he will not expose anything else Okay, let's expose you to a little bit more news. Uh, Lawrence Arms. There's a letter at my mother's house. Came with a folded flag. Said right now I'm coming home in a body bag. Lawrence Arms frontman, Brendan Kelly used to have a blog called Bad Sandwich Chronicles um, and it was uh, I, I, I listened to it before um, it's kind of weird he just kind of talks about whatever pops up and he's an eccentric guy he's really funny um, so it was a excellent blog uh, and he has resurrected this uh, in times of desolation yeah and a weariness. He has come out of the shadows and he has relaunched Bad Sandwich Chronicles. Um, so that's something else that you can go check out. And I would highly recommend that you do. Um, so he's re, uh, relaunched this very similar to um, what it used to be. Uh, he has a whole segment on um, uh, Lawrence Arms albums where he kind of talks about you know, how he came up with songs yeah. and things like that. So if you're into the band, um, it's really good content there. If you're into the man, it's excellent content there. If you're into both, 
well, check you out. Yeah. You get a little <laughs> bit of everything. Uh, so um, I, I Google it. Obviously, the website's still down. I don't know. We don't even really talk about it anymore. Uh, Dave, <laughs> fix it. I don't know. One day um, it'll be but back. If you Google Bad Sandwich Chronicles, you can find it pretty easily, and I'd highly recommend that you do. I'm really looking forward to the uh, new re, uh, I guess it's not a reiteration, but I'm looking to the new iteration of it, um, especially especially just to see kind of like how things have changed since last time I, I checked it out a few years back. Yeah. Uh, it'd be cool to see uh, his take on the new world that we're living in. Yeah. So... Uh, there's a little nugget for you, too. I'm trying to keep everybody's sanity levels no, up that, with a little I, bit of uh, enjoyment. I feel like um, I know that like we didn't pull news from the mothership here, but uh, a lot of the things that you brought to us <clears throat> are good things to occupy our time in different ways, like the video, the compilation, the four-hour mm-hmm. show from Henry, and then like this little blog that you can read through. Um, yeah. Actually, it sounds really interesting. I want to check this out. So. And even the decline. What is it? A 16-minute video? Uh-huh. 17-minute yep. video. There's something that kills 17 minutes, man. If you can kill 17 minutes with something that is enjoyable and just takes your mind off of everything, yeah. that's all right. So <laughs> everything, I'm trying to give you guys stuff. I'm trying. <laughs> it's hey, hard. Look, with this podcast, we just uh, gave you about two, three hours worth of shit to do. Yeah. Check us out. We are incredible people. We deserve some sort of award. I actually, I would say with the seven volume, 140 track compilation, right. we probably gave you like 10 hours worth of stuff to do. So, yep. Um, and right now we're going to give you, I don't know. I don't know how long this song is. Three minutes. We're going to give you three minutes, uh, of something else to do. Uh, our next block of music is going to be kicked off with a nice little bit of folk music. It's not even really like folk folky folk music uh this next one is jake and the jellyfish with spokesdog Call and flash 
from Leeds, UK. That was Jake and the Jellyfish with Spokes Dog. Um, so normally I do a little bit of research on these bands. Uh, these guys did not show up on Facebook, so we should have had a look. Uh, <laughs> it was a little the, folky, though. It was. It's not. Yeah, but it's not like folk folk. Uh, most people, I think, have a whenever you say folk punk, have an aversion immediately. Yeah, um, which I don't because it's one of my favorites. Um, but these guys aren't like folk, like that kind. Uh, <laughs> that kind. Can you guys okay. see me doing the air quotes? I no? hear. Uh, I can see here that they are from Leeds, UK. Yes. And Leeds. That's, that's about and it. That's about it. Yeah. Yeah. Members, there's three of them, and... Uh, the name of the LP that the song is from is Long in Winters. Which is uh, just two demos, correct? No. It's a full It's an album? LP. Yeah, I do believe. Ew. You can check me on it. I might no, be no, wrong. No, it's the So on um, Spotify, it's only the demos. So I'm going to have to go find this off of Bandcamp then, because I found uh, it, and it was uh, it just had two demo songs um, that were just released. So okay, I have the wrong song. I mean, it's the same song. It's just the demo version of the song. Oh, uh, you know okay. what? I might be thinking of another band. I don't know. We'll I'm see. sure you are. <laughs> You're we'll pretty see. useless. We'll see. You usually, uh, you usually fuck up. Uh, but yes, so Jake and the Jellyfish. I told Bob earlier, the, the, the episode here, it's always kind of interesting how the episode uh, kind of formulates itself. Uh, and in this particular episode, it kind of starts out strong and it slowly kind of eases down. It calms down throughout. And I think that's a good theme for this episode. Uh, and we're going to kind of keep that going with the next band. We're a little bit of pop punk, just straight up clean pop punk from fucking LA. This is Dropouts with Without You. And I don't want to be alone tonight or in the morning light. Nothing ever feels quite right without you. And I don't want to start over again. Oh. 
The name of the track was Without You. The name of the band was Dropouts from hometown Los Angeles. New EP is called No Comply. And it just sounds like, I don't know, there's just something really good about yeah, just I like this. plain this old was, honest pop punk music, man. It makes you feel good. This was uh, definitely my favorite song of the episode that you oh. picked. That you picked. Well, I don't know what well. my, my overall favorite <laughs> song is. Um, well, you're right there. I'm sure they're going to be playing some shows as soon as things open up again, whenever that may fucking be. Yeah. Uh, whenever they do, go check them out. Take some pictures for me. I will. I want to go see them. Maybe they'll hit the road soon. If you guys ever come through Denver, let me know. I'll help you book a spot. I know people. Maybe if they reopen. Who the fuck knows? I'm going to follow them on Instagram right now. Oh, check you out. You're a social media maven. Uh, while Bob is following dropouts on Instagram, which I reckon uh, you guys should probably do as well, we're going to keep things moving with some music. From Boston, Massachusetts, this is Sports with Waoosh.
content tonight. Keep mapping out every fucking night. What's up? This is Bob from Dying Scene Radio. I am here with Mean Jeans. All right. Names and occupation in the band. This is Billy Jeans coming at you live on Dying Scene Radio. I play guitar and sing in the Mean Jeans. All right. What is up? This isn't my real voice. This is Jeans Wilder. I play drums. I do Jaeger bombs. And I chug the brewskis. That's true. Sing. Yes. I saw the Jaeger bombs. So. Yep. No lie. I'm Mean Jeans. I'm playing bass on this floor. Hell yeah. On just this tour, are you going to be around for a little while longer? Other tours? <laughs> the audience seemed very receptive. They, they didn't ask for more songs. They just cheered on New Guy. Yeah, nice. I How's guess. that feel? It was pretty cool to, like, said, classic New Guy. And then I was like, oh, shit. Oh, when you, <laughs> fuck, when you fucked up? <laughs> I, don't oh. know when, I don't know what inspired the comment. Oh, okay. So you guys released an album today. Today? It's not the yeah. only thing we released today. What else? Oh boy! There's no, no punchline. That was it, bro. Yeah. 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 All right. Um, so you guys. No, for, no further questions. What's it like releasing an album the day you guys play a show? You're like, we want to play this shit. We just released it, but like, maybe one person's gonna know some lines from a song or two. Well, was it leaked on Napster or something? No, I just I listened to it this morning because I'm like, oh, oh shit, they came oh. out with a new album this morning. You heard it today? I heard it today. We're going to hear about that later. Yeah, it came out today, and I guess Fat Records has the tradition of giving you a cake with the album cover on top, and Aaron, the, like, Fat Wreck queen, you know, brought out the cake, and then I never saw it again. I don't know what happened to it. We need to eat it. I am not going to eat it. Where is it? I have no idea. Can I have some? Yes. Thank you. You can have the whole damn thing. You guys are very polite. I think so. How did you come up with the concept for this band, or was it a concept? Were you guys just fucking around? I wouldn't say it's a concept. Yeah? I would say it was just like, just what happened. Okay. You know? It's like, did Bill Cosby have to come up with the character Bill Cosby? Don't bring up Bill Cosby, please. Rewind it. Rewind, yeah. Technical difficulties. Wait, some bum Did Rodney up. Dangerfield have to come up with the character Rodney Dangerfield? I think he just is Rodney Dangerfield. Okay, so you guys are the characters. Which one? Which character? Uh, you guys. I'm me. Are you? Yes. Who are you? You should have heard the early stuff that we did. It was just me and Christian back in Arlington, Virginia, and we did a couple of like basement recordings at my parents' house. And obviously, we love the Ramones. That gets like brought up, sure. I think, to death. Where at this point, it's like Ramones worship the Mean Jeans. Like. Ah! I don't think so. Okay. I don't think we have one song that's as good as a Ramon song. But there are a couple songs where we were trying to do rancid vocals. Yeah. And we kind of cut that from the from the vibe. Why? Well, because no one can fuck with Timmy Time Bomb, Tim Armstrong. Uh, do you remember Op Ivy? Because I love Op Ivy. That's you, my favorite band. If you know Op Ivy, you might remember Rancid, rising from the ashes of Op Ivy. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> like a phoenix. Yeah, that, yeah. Nice. Speaking of, we're going to Phoenix tomorrow. Nice. All right. 10 degrees. This will not post tomorrow or the day uh, before, which is today, if you guys get my dude. Wait, tomorrow's today? The <laughs> day before tomorrow song. is today. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. Um, the jingles. Okay. Wh- who came up with the concept for that? I think I think it was pretty much uh, mutual. Okay. I think I think what happened was we were on the road and saw one of those one eight hundred sixty nine shred trucks. Dude, right? Okay, that Kinkos one eight hundred sixty nine shred and the Footlong song. Those are my faves. That's those your are your three. top three vinyls. Those are my top. Yes. My top three. 
Top three vinyls. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so we like would practice for a show, and every practice we like goof around for an hour, then go out for a break, and then play our songs. Yeah. And you know, something came up like we should do a 1-800-69 Shred song, and I was like, oh, we should do an entire album of like jingles essentially for companies and I know personally the first one I came up with was Kinko's which is hilarious because it doesn't exist anymore (laughs) but he did not know that it doesn't exist anymore so I remember I was walking past the basement pub and it was like you know Kinko's in my head went home and recorded it I was like alright that was my first contribution yeah we had done 169 shred at practice yeah I was like we got Kinko's here alright not a not a company anymore so yeah. we're not gonna get paid no one's gonna use it much like Camel Lights they're Camel Blues now okay. Okay. So both of those were self-fulfilling prophecies because we were trying to get sponsored by brands that don't exist anymore <laughs> unbeknownst to us were right. you guys actually trying to sell any of the jingles Sell them? I mean, I would say that there were no delusions about being paid to be like, hey, here's a pop punk song about your company. Do you want to give us money? No. I think that, to be straight up and honest... Check it out, dude. There's a possum walking across the shit. Oh it's fucking God. awesome. Now he's eyeing us. Yeah. He's Too bad you don't have video, attention. Dude. He heard that. Yeah. Yeah, but... What's up, possum? He's really high up. He's, for all you listeners out there, this possum is... 25 feet he's doing like a night he's oh my god defying gravity what the hell he just did like a flip system (laughs) what the hell right. anyway but yeah I think at the beginning it was like ha 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 and then I was like wait you know obviously it would be awesome if some company would actually take it give us money give us something Da, da, da. And it happened sort of. We got free pizza, we got free wiper blades, and we got free money. <laughs> For, For real? Definitely. Yeah. But what I was going to say was that I don't think it would really be that rewarding for us to be like, oh, we got $500 from Coors Light. Like, cool, we spent the $500, that's that. To me, it was like, whatever the most ridiculous outcome that could possibly happen, whether it is being sued, you know, lose it, having to borrow yeah. money from my dad to pay for the lawyers to lose a lawsuit to Mountain Dew. <laughs> Whatever is the funniest shit that could possibly happen. Yeah. That's what I wanted to happen. And there were a few successes. Yeah, yeah. But I think if we could do it all over again, we would do jingles about like credit cards, you know, like the U.S. Mint. They yeah. just send us money, <laughs> uh, you know, or stuff that actually would like behoove, yes. behoove us. Instead, we got like junk food, soda pop. Wiper blades. I don't even have a goddamn car. And, Life uh, is a highway, and you don't have a car. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but um, the Mountain Dew shipment we received was the biggest success. Plentiful. Forty cases, baby. Yeah, forty cases, and I did not even know they had that many flavors because it was a case of every flavor. Code black, red, code blue. Yeah, it's Black Mountain Dew. Okay. Is, I, I didn't know that. Live and wire, so, dead in, wire. in the, the moment, flavor of Black Mountain Dew. I don't remember, dude. Um, I mean, we might be able to get some residuals from this podcast if you can really sell it. I got residuals from drinking that shit. <laughs> you know, body residuals, <laughs> toilet residuals, you know, doctor residuals. In addition to the 40 cases, we got some fresh gear. We got the T-shirts. We got the bandanas, the wristbands. And those were dope. But to be honest, once you receive 40 cases of Mountain Dew, what are you supposed to do with them? Yeah. You know, none of us lived in a big house. We all yeah. lived in an apartment. I was like, I'm not taking these. <laughs> You're not taking these. Right. So and I couldn't take them because I knew I would drink them. <laughs> you know, and game over. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, dental problems. 
Uh, have you guys? You guys have been in bands before this, I'm assuming. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm all launched into it. I grew up overseas, so not as much. Where'd you grow up? Uh, Vienna, Austria. Shout out. Hey, was ist mit der Hast du ein Vogel oder was? Ja. That's good. That's okay. awesome. So what, there's no bands in Vienna? Well, no, not really. So, like, when I moved back to the States and I met these fools, they'd been in bands since they were, like, you know, 13. Yeah. Playing at, like, the Kaffa House in D.C. Was that the spot? You know, that yeah. kind of thing. And for me, it was, like, I had to teach myself drums. And that's why I play open-handed is because I had nothing to go off of. Right? Is it a right-handed setup or a left-handed? Well, normally oh. people play drums with the, the hi-hat with the right hand, snare with the left hand. But I just set up the drums and the hi-hat was on the left, snares in the middle. I just played like this. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you... you so I my, no, nothing to go Yeah, yeah, yeah. My dad's a drummer, and he would, like, watch, I don't know, some shit on TV, and then he blast mirrored it. <laughs> no blast uh, beats. Yeah, yeah. But he mirrored, like, whatever was going on on the TV. And so uh, his kit is essentially set up like yours is set up. Um, and he ends up playing open-handed, which doesn't make any sense. But, like, you can come up with many different drum beats than, like, a well, typical the drummer. Well, the drummer from Dave Matthews Band plays open-handed. Yeah. Coheed and Cambria. I don't know if you guys listen to Coheed. I call him Coheed and Cambria. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're mostly Dave Matthews Band in the band. Yeah. Because he plays open-handed. That's why, exactly, we, that's why yeah. we fuck with DMB. Yeah. But. You can hear it if you listen closely to the drums that he's playing open-handed. All right. Nice, well, yeah. yeah. You can also uh, try and see it if you watch him live. But, like, have you guys ever seen Dave Matthews live? No, no but... Dave Matthews Band is from Virginia, and that is where everyone in the Mean Jeans is from. Why does your website or Bandcamp say Oregon? Because we, we lived in Portland for like the past twelve years, and that's where you guys Which are at right now. From Virginia, as yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. Born, born and raised. Nice. So you grew up overseas, like father in the military, mother. Oh yeah. Yeah. Both of them. How was that? Both of them. It's fantastic. <laughs> That's yeah. all you have to say yeah, about I that. I was blasting no effects, skateboarding, doing trick flips. Did you play drums Same while you were out fuck there? You to Hell yeah. Fuck oh, okay. You I got my mom to buy me a drum set, and then I rocked on it. Yeah. Yeah. Open handed. Uh, but and I'll say, he's saying that uh, yeah, the bass player and I grew up, started bands when we were twelve. I was in ten bands before the Mean Jeans. They all suck for sure. Jeans Wilder growing up in isolation. That's when you become actually good at an instrument. You yeah, know? like you can't be a sick metal guitarist if you grew up with lots of friends doing tight stuff. You yeah. have to be alone at your house with no friends doing jack shit, <laughs> and that's how you figure out how to shred. Well, yeah. true, and that's all you. Uh, that's also how you have no outside influence. Right. I'm pretty like, sure Kirk Hammett had no friends, so he sat in his <laughs> his mom's you know attic and learned how to rip yeah. the guitar yeah. with shredding solos. He seems like a nice guy. He does actually, yeah. So the only guy, <laughs> the only guy that, yeah, only guy I would want to kick it with in Metallica would be Kirk. <laughs> I mean, for thirty minutes it'd be fun, but how do you transcribe? <laughs> I'm not transcribing anything, so we what, don't need you're to. You're going to hear this like it is? Yeah, exactly. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, we're this just going listening to this. Oh, my goodness. No, it's not going into text. A, B, at the beginning, I didn't have your guys' volume turned up, so at some point in time, I adjusted that. Hopefully we'll see how that turns out. All right, so you're a professional just like us. Exactly. Nice. Yeah, yeah, cool. You just wing it, right? Right. Yeah. Yes. So, all right, but, like, the concept of, of like, being in a band that's not... I've been in bands, and, like, I've played for 20 years. Sick. And I've always been serious. How do you, like, like, how do you come up with a band where you're just like, you know what, we're just going to fucking make jingles and make fun songs and not, like, sing about what I'm feeling or thinking or hate or... 
yeah, when when Christian, or, uh, when uh, Billy Jean's over here, <clears throat> and I started up the band, it was like. I don't think we were doing any personal stuff. It was all like fake scenarios. Yeah. And but was of, it funny? Like Yeah, yeah. There was oh, okay. a vibe of like So as soon as you guys started the band. Yeah. From the get go it was like uh, and really it was like Ramones and Riverdales yeah. at the beginning. And yeah. some rancid and a rancid kinda got scooted out the door at some yeah. point. Okay. You know. And then after a decade it evolved into like just our band. Yeah. So it's funny to see the new album come out and it's like Ramones worshipper is like I don't know about that. I, I mean, like I said, I listened to the new album this morning, and I wouldn't say that at all. Like, I, I feel like there's an evolution to each album, obviously, and, like, you guys change what your trajectory is. So, like, is there uh, ever, like, a hint that Rancid might come back into the feel of the music? Fuck it. Let's bring Rancid back. All right. Next one's a Scott <laughs> album. Wait for it. <laughs> I would totally wait for it. What would be wrong with that? I'm waiting for well, it. I won't wait for it, though. <laughs> oh, ding, ding, dong. He wins the game. Dicka, dicka, ding, dicka, ring, ding. Oh, wait, this is live. Never mind. <laughs> Will you guys do another uh, concept album? I want to do more jingles, but, you know. Really? But, well, do I you mean, have stuff if, like ideas? If I was rich, I would just write jingles all day for my own amusement, I imagine. Because it's quite fun, but I feel like maybe uh, Fat Records did not feel it was a legitimate release. How no, did Mike yeah. feel when you guys? Well, did you guys approach Mike with that, or did well, you? Well, Mike isn't really like the head honcho okay. these days. It's Aaron, and I remember after we were released Jingles, we played a show in San Francisco, and she came to the show, and we were chit chatting, you know, da 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 da, da and she was like, "When are you guys going to put out a real album?" Ooh. And I was like, "Well, this is a well, real album." The Right, released. but we could do it again, but we don't know if that's like. I mean, know. there's something about that album, right? Because I don't know. I hated it so much, I loved it. I'm just gonna throw it out there. Like, that's how I feel about I'm, myself. I don't like jingles in general because they get stuck in your head, right? Like, what is like what's a jingle stuck in your head from a kid, like from when you were young? Ooh. Well, I I realized Ooh. after you asked the question earlier. I'm gonna let Jeans Wilder answer oh. that. The best part of waking up is folders in your cup. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we we grew up in a golden age of jingles, which is why sure. it, it's in all of our DNA. It's to what makes do it, it fun, yeah. And I feel like companies don't really do that anymore on a grand scale. No. I feel like now, unless all, it's like the general car insurance or well, yeah, true, true, yeah. But like marketing in general is like out out there, funny, ironic stuff. Yeah. You know, like whoa, I'm on a horse. Oh wait, no, I'm not. Skittles <laughs> in your mouth. <laughs> you know, uh, old spice. I, Get it. <laughs> you might be able to make actual commercials too if you go with that. Uh, maybe jingles, commercials. You get. Dude, I got ten this. leftover jingles that didn't make the album. We could All do right. it again. But what were they, they for? Uh, Twisted Tea, uh, Waffle House. What else do I got? Uh, Sour Patch Kids. Yeah. Uh, gushers? No Gushers. All right. Yeah, we did a Gushers jingle. I did we? Gushers. Squeeze it. Squeeze it would be a fun one. Gushers. Squeeze them. Squeeze squeeze the squeeze it. Release it. I, uh, I just released something. I've got. Wait, that was the possum. From when I was a kid, the skip it. Do you guys remember the, the fucking it? skip it? Skip yeah, yeah. This thing. Skip it. The very best thing of all. There's a counter on this ball. See, you know where I'm at, dude. The fucking skip it and gator golf. 
in Gator like, Golf? Gator Golf. Where are you from? That French part of Compton? I never heard that. <laughs> yeah. Sing it. Uh, okay. Sing it. No gator Golf. Gator Golf. It's Golf with a Gator. What could be greater than Golf with a Gator? You yeah. remember it. Uh, I remember that. Yes. Y'all some youngsters or something. And you <laughs> also have a beautiful singing voice. I can't reveal that. I'm 34. There's no way you guys are older than me. Oh, yeah. I am. I'm older than really? you. Okay. He's not. We I'm are. I'm 35. Well, okay. We're the same fucking age. We're the same we age. We might yeah. as well be the same yeah, age. Yeah. Same shit. But that shit just gets stuck in your head, and that's what it is about, like, your guys' album. I'm like, all right. So, that's what a jingle is, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but so I discovered you guys two months ago when you guys released your first single for the upcoming album. Sick. Okay. It was about oh. two months ago, right? Oh, okay. Yeah, and then I went back and started listening to, and then like you know tonight. And you've been flipped ever since. Well, I listened to Jingles, and I was just like, oh my god, Jingles! And then all of a sudden, I'm like, I want to hear the Shredded song again. And then the I Kinko hated it song. So much, I on. loved it. The Footlong song. I don't even know where that comes from. Like that's just so out of left field. Like the Nobody drum does. breakdown. No, no, no. The drum breakdown is like. Thank you. It's fucking sick. Thank like, you. There's like some I remember funk the in there. evolution of that one exactly. We were at a bar in Portland, uh, Katie O'Brien's, uh, on mm-hmm. 28th and Sandy. Mm-hmm. Shout out to the Portland crew. Shout out. Um, and we were in the back smoking cigs, hanging out. And I was like, you can actually like take a popular song. That, that everyone knows yeah. the, the riff to and sort of sing it and then like twist and morph it and it'll become a whole different thing yeah. if you Look just it. sort of like wait like, so what's the popular song I, that I can't, from? I can't fucking do the reverse picture search on it <laughs> but you know what I mean it was like you know it's like uh, yeah the Chewing on a foot long at my favorite restaurant, yeah. But initially, it was like a popular song, and Chris was like, "I don't believe." And then, and I recorded that into my phone, you know, voice memo. Yeah. Shout out to Apple. What up, Steve? <laughs> uh, you know, and then listened. You know, I was like, "Chewing on a foot long," and then I think from that, Christian or my boy Billy, you know. Uh, uh, no, we can edit that out on the blog, but, uh, you know, no, 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 no. you know, it was like, sent it to him and like more of the song when we got together and it just went insane. Yeah. You know, there's like Matchbox 20 in there, I think. Something. <laughs> All right. Maybe. Is that the, there's a lot of Matchbox 20 in that, in the original influence of that, yeah. I think. Right. But What's that singer's name? Rob Thomas. You got to like the Rob Thomas look a little bit. I have the Rob Thomas look. I mean, like, you Man. know, the hair. You're going to take me into a dark alley and tell me I got a Rob Thomas look. <laughs> I'm, well, I'm throwing you out with the possums. <laughs> right. If no one ever hears this, that's because we took him, threw him in the dumpster, stole his gear, and went to go listen to Matchbox I mean, 20 at least upload it. Like, right. after I, don't, I don't like uploading. I like downloading, sideloading. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys ever think you'd be here doing this, signed with Fat Records? Like Standing just... in this alley with you? Yeah. yeah. Never. No? No, no. Because, you know, I was a fat wreck kid when I was 13. Yeah. I had released zero to 70, at least. Yeah. Everyone. Yeah. You know. For real? I mean, I think so. I, I didn't have a record player, but I had, you know, so if the it was CDs, a seven-inch yeah. only, you know, like. You had all the fat whatever, comps. I had all the CDs. Yeah. You know. And so we were about to go on tour in Japan. We did it. We had recorded a whole new album. Didn't know if we wanted to put it out on Dirt Nap or what we wanted to do. Who should we send it to? And we sent it out to a couple labels, including Fat, and they were like, yeah, we'll put it out. Nice. So people have asked us, like, how do you get on Fat? We just, <laughs> skip, skip, skip. Here's and, then, our new and then they specifically told us not to tell anyone that that is how we got onto the oh. label. Well, of so course. Though, big, if you have, like, a 30-second, like, <laughs> Right, right. Just put in a possum screech over that. Skip, skip, skip. 
I'll just put, put I'll the, cut those put and I'll the put them right there. Thing yeah, on yeah, there. Yeah. <laughs> that would be a good one. But you know, they were like, "Yeah, we'll put it out." And I remember we had just flown back from Japan and landed in the states, and we were all like, you know, out of our minds. Yeah. And it was like, "Oh, Fat wants yeah. to put it out." I was like, "Whoa, that's I mean, weird." You guys are getting great recognition from all this, right? Yeah, I mean, it, it's weird because I, I feel like Fat Records still has like a following uh-huh. versus some other label. Oh, they definitely do. Well, right, but it's like Fat Records bands, you yeah. know, and you can't apply that to like a major label. Like, That's I true. like Epic Records right. bands, System of a Down, right. Randy Moore. I would say even uh, Epitaph. Bob Dylan. <laughs> but even Epitaph has really like true. branched out to where it's like you can't buy everything you find on Epitaph. Right. And so when I was a kid, I could buy everything on Fat, right. guaranteed to right. love it. What's Same your favorite? Don't get me started. <laughs> Friends will romp. Friends will romp. Dude, legit, just what I was thinking of, like, do you want to fight me? Now's your chance. Right, so now we're, we're on tour with clowns. Yeah. And so, basically, this is night one, and it's been kind of hectic, but when I start talking Frenzel, shh, <laughs> <laughs> two Jaeger bombs and a Frenzel combo. <laughs> Put him uh, to bed. Put me to bed, dude. That's awesome. So, Hey, we want to go to Australia and tour with clowns yeah. at, at the beginning of next year when yeah. it's summer in Australia. But fucking Ian Jeans over here just told me it's like a 30-hour flight. And I don't know if I can do that. Yeah. The boat I, ride's even longer. But it was like 14. Well, then you he's a liar. It? I said 30 from the East Coast. Okay. But, you know, I don't know if I can handle that. Like, <laughs> being on a fuselage, you know, for that amount of time, yeah. I might flip. Yeah, you know, he's yeah, a like for sure. I, I I flip sometimes. Flip it, flip it, skip it, rip it, and dip it. Nice, nice. This is how you guys just come up with this shit. This uh, is you know, I like to do this what I can do when I can do it. What do you do? Like, is this band full time or what? Hell no, no. <laughs> what do you do outside the band? Um, I watch Forensic Files on repeat, okay. and then Netflix is like, "Do you want to continue to watch?" And I have to go back to my kitchen to press continue playing, <laughs> and then back to my bed because I have a long HDMI cable yeah. to like a flat screen at the end of my bed, and it's really annoying when I just want to juice the murder stories. <laughs> and dude, I, I know this. I don't know how long this app is, but yeah, I, heard I don't the, care. I heard the craziest Forensic Files the other yeah. day, and I don't know if that pertains to the band. Do it. Okay, check it out. Son enters his parents' house. This is an adult son. You uh-huh. know, parents are in their 60s. Menendez brothers, right off the bat. <laughs> but, you know, he, he comes in, puts in the code at like 3 a.m., sneaks into the house. He hacks the, the code machine, the uh-huh. security alarm thing, with his axe to get rid of evidence. Didn't work, forensic style. <laughs> he walks upstairs into his parents' bedroom, hacks his dad in the head with sure. an axe yeah. 17 times. Why not? Right. His mom in the head about nine or ten times. You know, murdered. He throws the axe, takes off the glove, out of here. The dad wakes up in the morning. He's not fully dead. And he's the son has chopped off his upper lobe, whatever, of his brain. So the lizard brain's still working. He thinks he has to go to work. So he fucking goes outside, gets the paper, goes inside, starts pouring cereal into a bowl, and then he dies. Okay. He didn't realize he's been murdered. That's fun. And then the fucking paramedics show up to see the mom. Her face is gone. They can't resuscitate her because they can't find the mouth. Yeah. She lives. They give her a new plastic face. And then... He hacked off her memory lobe, and she can't remember that he killed right, her. So is this real he, shit? Yes, it's a forensic Jesus files. Jesus Christ. She goes and stands by him at the trial, and is like, my son didn't kill me because I'm alive. Yeah. Couldn't have happened. Yeah. Anyway, that's what I do. What do you do? I was there that whole time. I'm, yeah. I'm usually in the background at his crib. Just you guys do Mind Hunter? 
I watched the whole thing. Dude, you love it or what? In one day. You finished second season? Hell yeah. Dude. All right, I'm not there yet, so don't spoil that uh, shit. Uh, definitely not. But better than Forensic Files or no? Uh, well, yes, obviously. Forensic okay. Files the same formula. You know, like someone got killed. Right. Couldn't figure out who it was. Oh, gosh, dang, found him. Yeah. Boom, you're in jail. Yeah. Bye-bye. <laughs> you know, Mindhunter's more like, you know. So this is your full-time job then? Watching it's, Forensic Files, it's yes. enough. It's enough money to watch Forensic Files all day. Oh, no, no, no. What else do you do? Do you have a job uh, outside of this? Well, I have a Discover card. Okay. And I, I figured, dude, I got the limit on my card is insane. It's like yeah. 20 grand. All right. So I, I fucking swipe it. At the bar, you know, Jenny Agarbong, please. You know, anybody else want anything? You know, and then I figure I'm going to get hit by a bus or get eaten by an opossum or get abducted by you in an alleyway. Pretty likely. Won't All have three to pay of it off. Yeah. So, fuck yeah. it. Yeah. Or Shred It is going to pick up the 1-800-69 Shred Jingle. I mean. And we're not going to have to worry about shit. It's a really good song. Thank you. Yes. I really like that one, actually. I do, too. No, like, no it's the whole Shred Right. Yeah. Like, it's that part of it that just, like, catches you, pulls you in. Right. I remember arguing with the other guys about, the, like, where do you go to get your paper shred? I was like, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> I want to say paper shredded, you know, <laughs> shredded. And I was like, no, paper shred. I was yeah. like, oh, I don't think that's proper grammar. I proper. don't ask me. That's the reason. Right. I would ask you if your name was Kelsey. It's <laughs> a Kelsey grammar joke. That was a good one. That was a good one. Thank you. Do you out? Do you have a Discover card or you have a? I just follow him around. Okay, nice. Yeah. Uh, you've been awfully quiet over here. What do you do on the side? Follow both of us. Do you have another band you're in? Yeah. And. What's the band? Uh, Andy Place and the Cool Heads. Andy Place and the Cool Heads. Awesome. And in that, you play bass as well? I play drums. You play drums. He's actually a shredding drummer. It's fucked up. He's better than me. And if I could have it... Open-handed, so... It doesn't matter. But if I could have it my way, actually, I would have loved to get him to play drums, and I would rock up there on the bass. Why didn't you guys do that for this tour? I don't know. I guess I'm lazy. You can. He can. All right. I've always wanted. I love playing bass. Yeah. And from the get go, I'm sort of like drummer by default. Well, you also have your own albums that I've seen out. Me? Cassettes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And the name? The Hound of Love. The Hound of Love. Mm-hmm. And how is that different from what you're doing here? And why isn't it? I'd say there's no similarity whatsoever. Oh, uh, <laughs> not at all. The the only thing that maybe crosses the Venn diagram of Mean Jeans and uh-huh. Hound of Love is when we did our first album at the end of Slime Time okay. there's this little like synth breakdown uh-huh. and that was a part of my little collection sure. of synth bullshit that yeah. I do you would do so an been, 80s been doing that, right, style right so the did entire have, time uh, all the beers in heaven doesn't count no, because that one was also pure laziness. I just brought one one synth down and played one thing at the beginning. and was like, Psh, yeah. got it. But, you know, like when me and Billy Boy over here started up the band, I was already doing houndy stuff like in my basement, you know, making yeah. like 80s jams. Yeah. You know? yeah, awesome. Right. Billy, you in another band? <clears throat> I play in another band called Patsy's Rats. Okay. Um kind of like a power pop rock and roll band Hell yeah and uh, I've been working on a solo record nice this year. nice do you yeah. guys record shit yourselves or what yeah yeah both do okay nice and we recorded the jingles album ourselves and really? I was actually pretty proud of that because I thought that it sounds amazing yeah. I couldn't tell the difference Seriously. between that and a professionally recorded album I, I was really happy about that honestly you guys both engineer or what 
To a there, degree, yeah. There was yes, no... Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, w- I would say it was actually remarkable with the Jingles album. There was no engineer. No one was in charge of what was happening. It was just wow. like, right, so you dude, guys both it just was like run into the it. other room and hit play on the computer. Right. I think we okay. paid 150 bucks for the studio for the day. Okay. And say, if you want an engineer, you got to pay another 150. Okay. I was like, fuck it. Yeah. You know, so the guy in charge of the studio let us in. It was like, he sort of showed us where to plug stuff sure. in. It was like, all right, later. Yeah. They weren't hired. Yeah. And we just put up the mics ourselves okay. and did it ourselves. So like, you know. And then like, you mixed it yourselves? No. Okay. We, we had someone mix it. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Who, who does? Brent Asbury mixed yeah. it. Who is? He's got the skills. He's a buddy. He's worked on all kinds of projects. Uh, he toured with Pinback back in the day. Okay. He makes his stuff for like uh, the 3-1-G label, like the people who did the, the Locust yeah. projects. Uh-huh. He mixed a Michael Bolton song on his most that recent record. That is very interesting. Song. That's yeah. what got us interested. Yeah, yeah. I would imagine so. Right? He, Michael Bolton's doing music. it. Why wouldn't you? So it was kind of relevant yeah. for like the uh, jingles. So yeah, if you listen to the raw recordings that we did, it's like okay. Versus what he, <clears throat> you see that? Uh, what he like juiced it up with? Yeah. It's, it's it's actually a pretty big difference. Yeah, he, like, juice I put his on juice on but it. But that's too. what like mixing is for, sure. right? But it, as long as you it, engineer good enough to where shit's not peaking and right. You know. But we didn't have to like hot. You know, he was like sort of rent. You know, like we paid him. Yeah. But it was like, I want to do this for you guys because yeah. I like you guys. Yeah. And he made it like from like to. Yeah. It, I, like I said, it sounds like a completely professional album. It's I love great. it. Yeah. And all the jingles are great. Shit's pro, bro. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, guys, I don't want to keep you forever. And we're at like uh, 31 minutes. AP. Well, I just lit up a zig. Oh, all right. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. That's <laughs> the possum's gone. Party's over. That's uh, the possum is gone. That's unfortunate. Well, I'll, I'll give anybody twenty bucks if they make it to the end of this interview. And that's a promise. And you know his number because it's on our new album. So you can request on the new album. On the new album, okay. he he shouts out his personal actual number, so they can. I think with modern technology, you can request twenty bucks on Venmo yeah, using totally. your number. So Didn't think about that. If you get to the end of this, yeah. But it is a fact that my phone number is in the first verse of the first song on our new album, and our album came out today. And let me tell you what, the phone is blowing up. <laughs> With texts, weird videos, already and a lot of phone calls. That's yeah. awesome. Yes, that is fantastic. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, we probably don't add. What do you guys have? Like forty thousand followers on Spotify now? Maybe like no. fifty. 50? No, no Probably idea. about 50. Okay, there you go. It's, it's quite a bit, so we're not going to add that much to it, but, like, you know, people will listen to the end. So. Right, do I have to do any have hashtags fun. or anything? Or? Uh, if you want. Hashtag. All right, thank you very much. <laughs> Maybe just one more. Hashtag rock music, hashtag punk, hashtag live. Concerts. Yeah. Ha- hashtag sick gigs, hashtag Jaeger bombs, hashtag not playing correctly. <laughs> you know, hashtag ambidextrous, <laughs> hashtag the drummer wears a hat. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you for the interview. And, dude, the rest of the tour is going to fucking rock. This was my first time seeing you guys, and it was a blast. So I appreciate the interview. Are you being honest? I'm completely being honest. You look honest. I wish, I wish you guys would have played 1-800-69-TREAD. I wish you would have played Kinko's. You guys should add it to the set list. I told you my three favorite. I wish you guys would have played those. You guys played Sizzler, which I sent to my friend the other day um, because it was just, it's fun. Kinko's would be sick. Yeah, I would. 
And in Soul 169 Shred. And today someone came up to the merch table and asked for three songs, and we actually play them. Most of the time people ask for stuff and we don't know how yeah. to play it. And it's like, yeah. yeah. I would, you guys have like 60 songs? Something like that? Probably so, more. I probably think, more. I don't know. The I merch couldn't table imagine. has six LPs on it. Yeah. I can't imagine how you would play all of those songs. So Yeah. yeah I don't know sense. the like number of records to good song ratio, but it's probably infinity. <laughs> and any song that's like difficult to play, take that off the list. Yeah, no, for sure. I good mean, time out here. Exactly. Well, it was a good time. And like, I think that uh, I would say, honestly, that you guys probably changed the feel of shows. The, the feel of shows have changed in general, First we right? we flip it, then we dip it. That's that's and amazing. then we skip it. If yes. there's a song on the set list, that's too hard to play. <laughs> but no, seriously, you guys yeah, you guys skip. make it a, like a really fun environment. And sometimes you go to punk shows and like people are angry and they want to kick people's asses and they're right. I'm here. on the drums and sometimes I can't tell because all I see is the front row. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, yeah. should we get the hell off the stage? Yeah, you guys like, bring you got a really more minutes. You bring a really fun vibe. It's awesome. Well, we got in trouble tonight for throwing a beer can in the audience, but the sound guy once, yeah, the sound guy came up and was like, "Don't fucking do that. It's a liability, huge liability. Please don't do that." You know, like sort of, you know, aggressive. And then he was like, "But beyond that, you're my new favorite." Band. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, "All right." And to bad. be fair, ratio of beers that we've thrown out in the crowd to. Beers, beers thrown, thrown at you at my yeah. face uh-huh. hitting me in the nose and infinity yeah infinity to yeah. one okay one to so i mean the liability like it's worth it it is yeah the yeah. odds are good all right thank you dude thank you guys no thank you where do you go to get rid of documents where do you go to get all your paper shreds Hundred sixty nine shred off of their two thousand and eighteen album Jingles. That's really good. You're getting better at this, Bob. Yeah, that wasn't even planned, and I guess we're just gonna go with it. Yeah, yeah. hell yeah, we're gonna yeah. go with that. Yeah, no, we were talking about that album when because I was like, why did you pick that song off that that strange album? And you said because fuck it, that's why. <laughs> well, I think those were your exact words at the time that I interviewed them. I I literally interviewed them the day that their new album came out in 2019. So this is like <laughs> six months old. Gosh, maybe older. They're probably going to want to kill me for this. Um, but uh, I mean, so I didn't have the new album to listen to. All I had was jingles and I got super fucking into it. Um, <laughs> I love half of the songs on there. Like, 
it, I, I said it in the interview and it's been so long since I've listened to it, yeah. now, but, uh, like the, the album, like bugs the shit out of me, <laughs> but it's so good that I love it. Like it's, and, and, uh, and well, I don't know if the listeners don't know, it's called the jingles collection is the name of the album. Um, and it's because all of the songs are, I, I guess what they think should be the jingles for certain products yes. like hot pockets and pop rocks and camel cigarettes. Yes. Coors Light. Yeah. Coors Light. So it's like, it's a really long album because each of the songs I'd say average is probably like 50 seconds maybe per yeah. song. Yeah. Um, so there's some pretty funny ones on there. This so, is the one. Go that ahead. Gets... I just wanted to kind of put it in context. Wanted to frame it for the no, listeners. No, that's so. that's great. This is the one that just gets stuck in my head the most. I'll be driving and then I just the uh, course they sang for is so fucking catchy that I just I sing it all the time. So anyways. Uh, yeah, my favorite is the craft um, mac and cheese. Yeah, that one was a pretty good one as well. Cheese, uh, it's a good one. There's so many good ones. <laughs> so many, so many classics. <laughs> Uh, I love the fact that uh, they got free stuff from Rain-X wiper blades from Mountain yeah. Dew and from Totino's. Their product tours. Oh I my love god, it. it is fantastic. They were, and they were such fun guys to interview. It was all over the place. They were just uh, yeah, they're crazy. <laughs> it was Anyways. wild. <laughs> um, okay, yeah, let's move things on. Uh, next one was sent in by my buddy Bob, too, uh, from Albany, New York. This is Millington with Beatdown Generation. Everything started with a letdown, and we all fall down. Down, down. I want to pick you up now when you hit the ground. Would it make a sound? Did you lose all the feeling when you fell through the ceiling? Because I miss seeing you around.
can't be found I wanna pick you up when you're on the ground And tell you that sometimes we all fall down Little bit pop, little bit ska. That was Millington from upstate New York with Beatdown Generation. Uh, That was released earlier this year. It was the title track from the six-track EP. Another good find, Bob. Very poppy. If you, yeah, it's super poppy. And if you listen to the album, it's actually emo with ska in it. So it's like, imagine uh, if somebody did like Taking Back Sunday with ska chords and beats instead. And... (laughs) Yeah, it's which is funny actually was, because I was reading through some of the Scottoon Network stuff yesterday or um, uh, the day before when my friend sent me the uh, Scottoon Network album, and <laughs> someone's like, "He should do Taking Back Sunday, cute without the E," and, and it had like eight hundred <laughs> upvotes. I'm like, "How in the fuck would that happen?" <laughs> and then I find this album a day or two later, and I was just like, "That's how it would happen." Um, so this was the most friendly song as far as like familiarity with what listeners would be like, oh yeah, it's a ska band. But if you listen to it, you'll be like, whoa, this is a little bit different. It's ska and emo. So I don't know how I feel about it yet, but it's interesting and it's new and I haven't really heard anybody do it before. And, uh, so yeah, while this song is super poppy, the rest are super emo still with ska. And while and since you're kind of on that little kick, if you uh, are also interested, you should check out the punk rock hillbilly. Uh, he plays mainly fat kind of punk, okay. Uh, but he does it. He's from Australia uh-huh. or New Zealand, somewhere down there. Can you be a hillbilly um, if you're from New Zealand or Australia? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Um, but yeah, he uh, covers all of them with more of a banjo and a twang and a country. <laughs> Interesting. Kind of bluegrass feel yeah. to it. It's kind of funny. Um, all right. Uh, let's round out this block of music with a little bit of punk from South Jersey. My old stomping grounds. This is Goalkeeper with Chances. Good job. 
I'm out of life I've learned to live without you And it's turning out alright Life's too short to be looking Into the rear view I'm speeding towards the future Whether or not that includes you Every single night I thought about the ways that you moved on And it's okay Probably wouldn't work out anyway At least I had a chance to be with you A chance to be with you little bit of emo to round out that block of music that was goalkeeper with chances straight out of philly slash south jersey yeah i used to hang out in that hood i miss a little a little bit of philadelphia very cool and we had a little philadelphia reference earlier and came out swinging yeah hey the lyrics look at that we tied it right in came out swinging from a south philly basement um yeah I wanted something that just kind of hits you right in the feels right there at the end. So, <laughs> throwing a little bit of emo. Very nice. That? Very nice. Yes, this Very is uh, nice. the end of the episode already. We, we've we kept our initial recording under an hour. Um, yeah. But uh, with That's the good. interview and the songs, I'm sure it'll come out to about two hours, an hour and a half. <laughs> we're working on this. So, we're working on yes. this. Yes. <laughs> so, we're working on cutting it down. Uh, and I believe we'll get there. I think what it was is we have the interview, the old interview, and we needed to get this out. So without yeah. an interview, it'll uh, really shorten it up. And um, or if we have an interview next time, we'll we'll drop a little bit of news. I don't know. We'll see what happens. I just want to get Who these cares? out quicker. I just want to get them out quicker on a more regular basis. That's yeah. that's what I care about. I want to get them out. Well, it is. It's a lot less songs than it was before. So that this help. is true. And and we kept the news shorter, so we'll be good. Um, but uh, yeah, work in progress. We'll get it there. Yeah. Uh, and until next time, uh, check out some of our older episodes. How about that? We got some pretty good ones uh, in our little back catalog. What, what so. one would you recommend? Uh, I would, if it were me, I, I want to go back and listen to some of the festival ones. Now oh, okay. Because I, cause I miss festivals. Yeah. I want to I listen to the ones where we were talking, like fresh off of a festival talking sure. about it. I would say it's so. not that old, but the one with Jenna Enemy was really fun. Yeah, that one was really good, too. We should get her back on. Um, we could probably get uh, a couple people on with us to guest host. Um, I know Chris Fox has a, a recorder and would be down to do it, so maybe we'll talk to him for the next episode. We'll I think see. that sounds Who good. Knows? Um, for now, <clears throat> we'll go ahead and close things out. Uh, this last one is uh, actually from a pretty good friend of mine. This is uh, Jesse Kenneth Kotu Williams. Um, he's out of work right now because of the disease, uh, whatever we're calling it, pandemic. Um, he uh, is a bartender as his day job, um, but he's a really good guy. He does a lot of volunteer work. Um, he plays in um, the Randy Savages. He oh, plays yeah. in Boss's Daughter. I remember sometimes. seeing the Randy Savages with you out in uh, Lancaster. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're so much fun. <laughs> They're fucking hilarious. Um, and Jesse's just a really awesome guy. He does uh, a lot of good stuff uh, in his community and uh, volunteers a lot of his time. Uh, and right now he's out of work uh, and he just put out a new EP 
so I definitely wanted to play that. Um, go download it. Give him a couple bucks. He also runs a business doing some merch. He makes buttons and things like that. So if you're in the in the market for making some buttons, uh, go check him out. What is that? What's the website for that? Um, I don't know. Just go to Jesse... Kenneth Kotu Williams. You can probably find it. I think he's public on Facebook. Um, so go check it out. Uh, it's on Bandcamp. It's on um, Spotify, all the places that you can find it. See somewhere where you can drop a couple bucks on him. He does uh, live streams pretty often, I think, where he puts up a Venmo so you can listen to some music. Um, trying to get some music out there and also doing a little bit of good for people that are locked in uh, and maybe make a few bucks uh, off of it so he can buy some toilet paper, which I guess people are uh, in desperate need of these days. So uh, give him some toilet paper money. So he probably deserves to wipe his ass. It looks like the, um, the button company uh, or the production company is called uh, Marketidin Productions. How the hell do you yeah, even say there that? There you go. Marketing Productions. Okay, but that's it. And it's good to know because I'm going to go check this out because uh, one of my friends made a uh, really nice Trump pin. Um, and I was like, hey, can I, or not a pin, just a, an image. Uh, he's an artist. Yeah. And uh, I'm like, can I turn these into pins? And I didn't hear back from him, so I'm going to text him and bug him about it. Uh, I think he was probably yeah. a little bashful of that, but uh, this might be a good place for me to do that. Yeah, for sure. If you're ever looking for things like that, go go check them out um, and uh, try and keep business uh, with within our community. Yeah. If you can. It's always nice. So that's what I'm doing right now with our closing song. This is I Tried from my good friend Jesse Kenneth Cotu-Williams. Go ahead and play it out, Bob. Until next time, comrades, stay safe. Later.
Had to get another White Claw. Helps with my allergies.